Sergeant, over. Is it green where you are? Over. Captain, it's green right here, over. Underlay, Sergeant. We coming there, over. Fresh above 100, over. Above 100, over. Yes, Captain. 106.9, over. Great. Report your location, over. Location is Music House, Egbe White Junction. Palego, Adoe Kitty, over. We coming there, over. Fresh 106.9 FM. The land is green. Hey, Kitty Kitty, as we count down to the June 18th, 2022 governorship election, the biggest election show is about to hit your radio. Watching the vote hour. Watching the vote hour. Coming to you live on Fresh FM 106.9 at Doikiti. We'll be counting down with you as we discuss the election and engage Ikiti Kitty on the power of the vote. This election is for Ikiti Kitty. Your voice must be heard. So, tune in. Let's talk election. Get ready with your PVC. No more Diboko Sebe. Watching the vote hour as brought to you by Yaga Africa every Wednesday by 10 a.m. on Fresh FM 106.9. Come, let us talk. Watching the vote. Making votes count. that the elections are getting pretty close uh, if i'm not uh, wrong that's about uh, some six five weeks rather yes because june 18 about five weeks yes that's the time we have left to do all we can to see that we have good election happen here in AKT. It's the governorship election and uh, everybody's really talking about it and that's why Yaga Africa thought it uh, good, thought it fit to do this, to sensitize our people to bring guests who are the right peg in the right hole to discuss issues that may just emanate when we talk elections in AKT and Nigeria of course, that time will come but for now I know we're focusing on uh, uh, Ikiti election here. Good morning. Thank you for joining us on the third edition of Watching the Vote Hour. 
episode three on Fresh 106.9 FM Adwekiti. My name is Bukola Fortune Omoshola. Ekiti Kiti, as we count down to the June 18th, 2022 governorship election, the biggest election show is about to hit your radio. Watching the vote hour, watching the vote hour, coming to you live on Fresh FM 106.9 at Doekiti. We'll be counting down with you as we discuss the election and engage Ekiti Kiti on the power of the vote. This election is for Ekiti Kiti. Your voice must be heard. So, tune in. Let's talk election. Get ready with your PVC. No more Diboko Sibe. Watching the vote hour as brought to you by Yaga Africa every Wednesday by 10 a.m. on Fresh FM 106.9. Come, let us talk. Watching the vote. Making votes count. The Ekiti governorship election is here and Yaga Africa's Watching the Vote will be observing the electoral process to provide accurate information to the people. On election day, Yaga Africa will deploy the parallel vote tabulation, PVT. The PVT is a special election observation tool that uses statistics and technology to enable non-partisan citizen observers to provide accurate reports on the voting process. Guess what? The PVT will tell Ekiti Kiti if results announced reflect the votes cast in the polling units. Yaga Africa will deploy 500 41 watching the vote observers to polling units and collation centers across all local governments in Ekiti State. Observers will send in reports to a centralized database. The report will be analyzed and shared with voters and stakeholders in near real time. So, good citizens of Ekiti State, protect your PVC and get ready to vote. No more Diboko Sibe. For inquiries, send a message to Yaga Africa via 0903-800-7744. Follow us on social media at Yaga. Watching the vote. Making votes count. Again, I'll say good day to you, good people of Ikiti State. It's another episode of Watching the Vote Hour brought to you by Yaga Africa. So, this is the third episode, and we're going to be talking about something very interesting. But first, you must know that Watching the Vote Hour is a citizen's platform for discussions on credible election. The program is dedicated to discussions on the upcoming Ikiti governorship elections and the importance of informed citizens' participation in the process. Watching the Vote, WTV, is a citizen-led election observation initiative of Yaga Africa aimed at enhancing the integrity of elections using technological tools for election observation. WTV is designed to promote credible elections and boost citizens' confidence in electoral process through the provision of citizens' oversight on elections throughout the electoral cycle. Now, this program 
or watching the vote rather is independent, non-partisan and driven by citizens with specific objectives of providing accurate and timely information on the electoral process. Deter electoral fraud and building confidence in the electoral process. WTV Hour is brought to you by Yaga Africa, working with its technical partner, National Democratic Institute, NDI, and support from the United States Agency for International Development, USAID, and UKAID. So Yaga Africa will be observing the Kiti governorship elections by deploying the parallel vote tabulation PVT methodology, which uses statistics and information and communication technology ICT to provide systematic data on the quality of election day processes, while also verifying the accuracy of the official results. Now, some of our guests have spoken to us about this. That's from Yag Africa. We've had a Paul James talk to us about this. Uh, very fine, the results. So if you say you had 10 votes at a particular unit, so Yaga will, do, uh, will check if that's actually correct. Or by some testings and some methodologies, they can say, all right, I think we're very good with this figure and that's just right. So uh, let's uh, bring on our guests Thank God, I think we now have the full space now to ourselves to begin full discussion this morning. And we'll be talking about political inclusion of women, youth and people living with disability in the electoral process ahead of the June 18th governorship elections. Okay, so let me make welcome. Let's do ladies first, I think. Yes, I think that would be right. <laughs> let me welcome uh, to Mininu Elizabeth Adedeji, who is representing Stop Violence Against Women in Politics campaign. Good morning to you. Thank you for joining us today. Good morning, Bukola. It's good to see you again. Good morning, our listeners at home. All right, good morning. And uh, let me also welcome my male guest, one of my male guests here, Abimbala Ledjari, but she'll be represented by Kaka Alex, who is a senior program manager, New Generation Girls and Women Development Initiative. That's NIGOD, am I right? Yeah, right. Uh, all right. Good morning. Thank you for joining us uh, on the program. Good morning, Ms. Bukala, and good morning, listeners. Thank you for having all us. All right. And now I would also welcome Mr. Wolabi Kayode, who is chairman, Joint Association of People with Disability, Ikita State. It's good to have you here in our studios this morning. Thank you, the moderator. Good day, listeners at home. Okay, very quickly, let's start with the women. Women first. Um, I, I, I don't want to have any apology for that. So, um, Madam Tumininu, let's look at this. We have, well, going to the elections, we have high expectations, we have candidates already, we have their deputies already, uh, flyers are going around, campaign posters are around, but we'll find that we have two female candidates in this election. Uh, what can you really say about this? Um, yeah, thank you, Gola. Um, when we talk about the issue of women participation, uh, we'll look at, let's talk about it from the um, Nigeria perspective, then we'll bring it down to Ikiti. Ikiti. Mm. Then there are so many issues around women political participation in Nigeria that um, has not been favoring women. Um, and then um, we have issues like um, intimidation, mm. 
um, lack of resources, you know, uh, monetization of politics. politics. If mm. you, if you um, hear the amount that you need to have for you to be even a candidate or even an aspirant, let me mm. say, an aspirant. Before you are now before, selected so, as a candidate. Um, if you look at that, how many women can afford, afford that? that? Mm. So, um, and this is a country whereby so many issues also um, affect women um, financial, uh, let me say financial capacity. You know, when we talk about um, um, low, pay, low paid income for women, um, lack of um, empowerment, feminization of poverty in, in mm, whole. Mm, mm. So we know that when we talk about finance, is an issue when when it comes to participation. Many women cannot even even if a woman can afford that money. The question will be where did you get it from? Mm. Even from the home front, the question will start ri uh, rising from up. From the like husband, the, from the husband, mm -hmm. from the family members. So you have this kind of money. Where did you get it? And the lights. And though you know so many things are be flying around, um, even the aspirants. They are not claiming to say that they are the one buying the forms. Mm. You know, a group bought the form group buys for, the forms for, for so them. So many group have even stood up to buy forms for women. So these are issues: discrimination on, based on gender, and a woman can do this, a woman cannot do that. And this is um, this as um, it comes from a um, culture. You know, we have a patriarchy system in this mm, part of this the country. country, and so so many other issues, even fear. Even um, the issue of, um, um, how do I call it now? Dis uh, is it discrimination too? The issue of um, any woman that has joined politics, you know, stigmatization. Okay, okay. That, yeah, this stigmatization, mm. I think that's the word. You stigmatize them and call them, um, and people think, they even call them prostitutes because they believe that. You cannot join politics without warming some people. But you cannot, especially you can. I mean, you cannot prosper in politics as you a woman. If as you a do woman, not do some yes, certain things. Exactly. If you don't do some, and so, and um, to be factual, you know, some of these things exist. For example, sexual harassment, and even the fear itself will not even allow people because of the the popular saying and understanding around. Um, that's, so, that's so you so think um, these are some of the factors some of the why fa we have Ma and many two more women among yes. the political So even uh, the, the two women that we have, I think they are courageous and bold to be able to come out to say that they are there. And we should also appreciate probably their parties that put them put them forward forward because if they are even aspirants and their party is not supporting them to become the candidate, we will not have women. Um, those two women. Mm. All right. Now let me look at this from the youth angle. Let's uh, get to uh, Mr. Kaka Alex. If you look at the asper at candidates that we have in this election, do you see some number of youth in the list? Uh, you, many of us are aware of these names, all the names, the political parties. I think about sixteen of them or thereabout. And uh, how many youth have you seen here? Thank you very much for that question. Um, among the 16 candidates, there is just one of the candidates we can identify as a youth. As youth. Mm. Yes, and that is um, a certain Iyani Wura Ifedayo, oh, who is representing right. National Rescue Movement, NRM, and she is, um, um, he, a, he he, is he. Um, 38 years old. And such a person can be captured under the category of a youth. But um, 
it's not a, 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 an entirely lost situation for the youth because out of the 16 candidates, at least we have somebody who we can um, point at and say, okay, finally we have a young person who is uh, contesting for the governorship election. Mm. All right then. And so let's also look at uh, people living with disabilities. You have always clamored to have a chance in politics and in everything, every sector, because uh, we're all humans that you have a, a defect, so to say, somewhere. Apologies for the terms we might be using here. Uh, but uh, we don't seem to find anybody. What do you think the reason is not finding somebody with um, a disability as one of the candidates running for the governorship seat in this election we're looking at. Thank you, uh, the moderator. We just thank God now that gradually people with disabilities are coming uh, out to the light uh, of the day because uh, before, uh, people with disability are not to be you know, seen outside as we are being seen now because of uh, the stigmatization and the discrimination. But uh, so since we start coming out to be part of the society, we've encouraged our members to join political parties. And uh, the reason why we've not been able to see us carrying the flag is that, uh, just as others have said, we still have the, uh, you know, the stigmatization that what can this one do? So, uh, and then secondly, the finance, the the money for the, uh, uh, the, the, the ticket is still on the high side that people with disability may find difficult to afford. Though some of the parties said that we, we should pay half, but uh, still, you know, when you look at the percentage of people with disability that are still, you know, uh, will be able to afford that, it's still a minute because many of our members are unemployed and, uh, you know, cannot afford such a uh, bill. So those are the factors presently that is uh, affecting our members. But before the next election, by the grace of God, we should, I mean, the, uh, after this one, we should be able to have a candidate. Let's look at, I'm still with you, Mr. Wolabi, let's look at previous elections here. Uh, it looks like, from what you say, it looks like these are the issues that also affected people with disabilities before. Though you say there are changes now, things are getting better yes. with PWDs. But uh, looking at that time, previous elections, 2014, 2018, what were the challenges then? And do you think some of them, you still find them now? Yeah, a lot of challenges then that, uh, you know, then we still, we have a lot of, uh, you know, uh, problems, uh, you know, for that people with disability are facing. Uh, majorly is the stigmatization that even when you join the parties, when you are there, they look down on you as, uh, you know, who, who, who are these ones? People crawling on the floor or a blind man holding a stick. So they don't believe that you have anything to deliver. But gradually, by the time we now mix up with them and they see us talking, uh, you know, presently as I'm talking to you, in one of the major parties in the state now, we have our member, our key stakeholders there. And when they listen to them talking there, they believe that uh, these people have something to deliver. We are highly educated. We are able to do it so we have encouraged our members to go into the politics and uh, let us do it together so factors like uh, you know looking down on us putting pushing the pushing us uh, aside were those things that actually discourage our member in the past election but we have synthesized our member educate ourselves and encourage ourselves that we can do it also so mm. gradually we are coming up all right so mr kaka let's talk about the use uh, again with the current political environment in ikiti what role do you think the young people can play to ensure peaceful and credible polls? We're all preparing. Everybody's talking about this. What do you think uh, the young people can do to see that there is peace during this election and um, there are credible polls? Thank you very much. So um, as young people, we are regarded as leaders of tomorrow. Mm. But that tomorrow begins today. Mm. And as such, we have a very, very big role to play 
um, in the coming uh, election. And not to forget that young people are a majority of the uh, registered voters uh, in the state. And as such, if uh, they are not part of the election, I don't think that election can be considered to be credible. credible. And as such, mm. you know, youth people have to take it upon themselves to come out in mass and uh, constructively engage the electoral process. That is, you know, to act as voters, to act as uh, observers and possibly party agents that they can be there to ensure that, you know, the new electoral process is implemented and followed up to the latter. Uh, as well, uh, in the lead up to the elections, there are campaigns going on. Young people can take it upon themselves to, you know, meet up with uh, their party candidates and all other party candidates and, you know, request and demand for a, a, a manifesto that is focused on youth from okay. these candidates. That will help them hold this, so the person who is eventually elected accountable to, you know, campaign promises that are made. And this can be done by organizing programs and events in the lead up uh, to the election. As well, they can, you know, leverage on um, in technology and ICT and uh, social media space to promote, you know, non-partisan civic education um, programs. This will, uh, you know, kind of ignite a reawakening and, you know, combat um, political apathy uh, in the society. You know, if you look at the 16 candidates that um, are presented to us for the election, mm. like I said, only one person is can be considered a youth. The youth. But mm. if these young persons are engaging the electoral and the political systems, you know, right from the grassroots, before, you know, any candidate emerges, they can be able to influence, you know, a young, more young people to emerge as candidates. Because uh, if you're not engaging these systems at the grassroots, you know, it is the candidate that is presented to you that you can't cast your vote for. But if you are following through from um, the nominations at the party level, at the grassroots, at the community level, Primaries and, mm. and, and all, and coming up, they can be able to have more young persons to be, um, uh, 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 emerge as candidates. And as well, to ensure that the electoral process is credible, young people need to take it upon themselves and say no to vote buying. They need to say no to um, uh, violence during the election. And this is what the Vote Not campaign is uh, setting about to do in the society. You know, we have gone past the stage where you receive a, a, a meager amount of money just for your vote uh, on the election day. And afterwards, you don't have any access to the elected official again. That is something that we need to, to say no to. And as such, young persons who are often, you know, fronting these activities can say no to it and, you know, elect credible uh, leaders that they can hold accountable and they will know that they can enjoy dividends of democracy because if somebody gives you money just to get your vote tomorrow you go and meet him for okay sir we need a borehole we need light he will look at you that you actually already not, paid you exactly mm. you've been bought off your conscience has been bought off but as such if you know that your conscience was genuine when voting and the leader knows that okay I'm accountable to these people these because people. they genuinely elected me to this position. We can be able to enjoy more dividends of democracy. Now, interestingly, you mentioned something. You said meager amount of money. Yes. But if it's on the high side, is it okay <laughs> to take that kind of money? Uh, it is not okay. If somebody uh, gives you maybe five million naira for, I mean, for if... Vote. For your vote. For my vote. Is it, is it, that's not meager. Okay, but that is me as an individual. How about the other community, mm. committee members? Of course, I, I don't think anybody will even get five million naira. You understand? Mm, and so. if you want to eat five million naira in four years, 
if you break it down, you might not be able to have up to two thousand naira a day in four years. And this is what uh, this is the period for the uh, the elected official to uh, operate his or her administration. So if you collect five thousand, four thousand, you are just shooting yourself in the leg, and you are causing underdevelopment in your community because these leaders will will, will go will go to places that you cannot assess them, and they only come back to you because they know that if they bring money, you know you you receive it and give them your vote. So we need to as youths say no to that and you know hang on to our pvcs and cast our votes peacefully and also say no to violence mm. because we are abusing youth as foot soldiers while their children are you know better off in at home and protected by security men but mm. you expose yourself expose your family expose your name you know for for somebody who does not really have you at heart and young persons, I, I, I want to believe that there's a kind of reawakening among young people and in the coming election, we are going to experience a very peaceful and credible electoral process. Okay, thank you very much, Mr. Kaka. Let's, let's talk about women again. Now, um, Madam Tumino here has mentioned some um, clauses that may be affecting women generally, whether as being candidates, whether during the voting processes. Now, let's look at this again. With all of these challenges, do you still think women can play a very good role in electoral processes? Uh, yes. Um, just like it affects the youth exactly um, as the women. Because uh, even if you want to look at it, women are even more vulnerable. Because, And then um, one of the things that we can do, just like um, Alex have rightly said, is that we should just... Um, encourage ourselves. This is not the time to to sell your vote. We understand that the situation of the country presently is not favorable. Um, poverty all over the places. Even if you are saying we that are in the um, the urban areas, we are still managing and coping some somehow. The elite group. Uh, what about the rural women? And that is. Uh, and if you notice that even this elite. This, this, the so-called allies, most of us don't even vote. We don't have time for it. We just sit down on our social media and talk, talk, and talk, 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 talk mm. and, and um, uh, what do I call it now? You, you just start talking and throwing stones at people and all of that. Speaking English everywhere. Mm. <laughs> but when it comes to taking action, the action are, itself. because the action is voting, we don't really come out to do that. So the, the, the rural women are the ones doing this. When I say women, I mean women because women has the population. And that is why no politician will want to do anything without engaging the rural women because they know they are strong resources for them. And so they will not want to leave them. So we should start educating our women. And that is what um, my organization is doing presently under the um, Stop VAWIP. That is Stop Violence Against Women in Politics um, project. We are, we are going into the rural communities to sensitize women and mobilize them to cast their votes for their own choice candidates so that they will also be able to have a say and not and for them not to set their votes because like uh, we said even if you are given five million naira, it then means that you are selling your community you are selling your people then what would that five million be able to get for you? Would that five million naira give you health, uh, good health service delivery? Will it give you good education? Our students are at home now. Our tertiary students are at home. Will that five million naira solve their problem? 
Will that five million naira get job for unemployed youth? With that, so we should we should just look at it. But if you have good governance, we have good leadership. We'll be able to have all of these things, and we'll be able to. And when we vote for the right person, the, our choice person, we'll be able to hold them accountable. accountable. And so that is why we, we are encouraging women also. And then they should also, while casting their vote for their candidate, or why they should also engage them before even. Casting their vote, casting their vote means that they are giving them their trust. I'm giving you my trust that you'll be able to fix these things. I'm giving you my trust that you'll be able to help our, our society. So before they give somebody their trust, they should engage them to know what do they have for mm. them, and that is where we are coming in on the issue of women and agenda. Women priority issues. There, there's this policy document, Women Agenda, Ekiti Women Agenda, that um, was um, done in 2018, and it was implemented by this present government, government. for some, for um, to a very good extent. So presently, we are also working on another version of that Women Agenda to be able to bring in priority issues, needs of women, where government can help women to make their life better, which includes the issue of health. Um, empowerment, mm. um, water, sanitation and hygiene, the issue of agriculture, poverty alleviation, and the likes. So all of these things will be, will be in this policy document. And we are going to engage all candidates to, to be able to commit themselves to implementing this um, policy, policy as soon as or if they emerge as the governor mm. of Ekiti State. Okay, now let me come back to you, Mr. Owolabi. Uh, Let's look at some of the issues the PWDs will be looking at during the elections, particularly before and on that day. I know that I've heard about some issues about not um, the polling booths not being comfortable for people living with disabilities and some other issues. So, can we? Is this one of the things you'll be looking out for? If there are some others, let's know. What would you be looking out for during this election? Thank you very much. In the forthcoming election, we are looking forward for a conducive environment for people with disabilities, most especially in the area of uh, uh, the security. Security is very much important because those are the things that uh, discourage our members from coming out during election. So, but once that is guaranteed, because when you see people on wheelchair, for who cannot run when there is uh, any violence, mm, so they are not yes. encouraged, and the family and friends discourage them from coming out during those times. But if uh, before the election, we are able to be convinced and uh, sure that uh, there will be peaceful election, which we are all praying for, so there will be no problem. We have encouraged our members, all of us must come out to vote, because we are part of the citizen, and if we are to enjoy the dividends of democracy, we must play our own role. We have encouraged them to get their voters card ready and, uh, you know, make their own impact. So uh, apart from the security issue, then the accessibility of the polling unit, mm. that has been solved to some extent because okay. the INEC has, uh, you know, tried to bring the polling units closer, closer to, to everybody's mm. uh, domain. So we believe that now this election will be more easier for people with disabilities. Unlike before, uh, you know, where you have to travel some distance before you get to where you can vote. But now it's very closer to us and uh, there will be no excuse to uh, as for that so and then apart from that uh there are issues that occur in the last election which we are you know we are expecting nine to have called us for a meeting where we can address that on time 
Uh, I'm using this opportunity to also call on the INEC now that we, people with disability are, are still expecting them to call us for a meeting where they can hear one view. We have written letters to them that want to meet with the REC and other people there so that they can hear our plight and find solutions to it. One of the problems we faced in the last election was that uh, they, 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 what they call them, these ad hoc uh, staffs. Ad hoc staff. They, they, truly, they were trained, but they did not follow the training given to them. They, mm. they, they, they discriminate against our members because I was among the observers going around Ado Metropolis then. We met some of our members on queue and they, they, they said they, they, they have to queue. The Abinos who cannot stay under the sun for a long time were under the sun. The, the, the deaf who cannot hear does not know what was happening. There's no interpreter, nothing for them. They asked them to, to be on queue. Even it took us a long time before we could convince them to attend to these people. So I think if training were given to them, they should follow the instruction that is given to them. And uh, not only that, the, the, those who are visually impaired, they promised us in the last election that we're going to use tactile brain ballot paper. And uh, up to the last day of the meeting, they, they promised, but on the day of election, we never see such. Mm. So uh, now they have also promised again that it's going to be there because that gave people with visual impairment independent voting. Because when you get there, the agent party agents are there. They are the one holding your hands. When you tell them vote for party, we want to vote for party A, they put your hands on party B, which, mm, which, wow. which, 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 because you don't see it. So we have mm. talked about that. They should allow us to have independent uh, uh, voting. So by providing us necessary material. And when you look at the new uh, electoral law now, it has mandated the, the, the INEC to provide yes. all necessary materials for people with disabilities during this election. So we are waiting. We are waiting and we're expecting. Thank you very much. All right. So, Mr. Kaka, let's look at the youth now. Are there specific challenges for youth during elections? Are, are there, you know, we've heard from the, uh, people living with disabilities now. They have their own peculiar challenges. Now, do you, have you thought about it? Or have you seen any since you also have a part to play in this election, in elections generally? Have you seen any? <clears throat> yes. Um, one of the major challenges... Um, youths have during election um, I would say is apathy because uh, most of them will say you know government does not recognize us government does not you know engage us so why should we so go why out, come out to stay exactly, in the sun exactly. to vote and you know that kind of gives uh, some of these candidates some of these candidates um, a free hand to manipulate the process because uh, you know voter turnout is low and that is um counting against youth uh, population who make up uh, the vast number of uh, voters in the society. So, um, but uh, like I said, there are non-partisan civic education um, programs going on uh, to ensure that you no know, apathy is being addressed, uh, you know, to let people know the importance of a credible elections. And one of the, uh, the like the indices of a credible election is a high voter turnout. As such, if uh, youth can be able to overcome uh, apathy, you know, it's something that, you know, will put them uh, a strategic, you know, bargaining point in the society because they came out to carry out their civic duties and as such, they can hold uh, leaders accountable. Um, not many peculiar issues with uh, youth that I can say right now, but I know that apathy is a, is a very, is one, is of one of them. them yes. One of them. Let's say the biggest. One of the biggest, mm. yes. You know, but if you factor in vote buying, uh, but vote buying is something that, you know, it's the dynamics is changing. Because uh, if you observe from the primary elections, 
most of uh, uh, the people who came out to participate in the during the primaries, if you look at pictures and videos that were circulating, they are our aged parents and mothers. And as such, that dynamic has also shifted from the youths who now you know want to engage in you know uh, fraud, vices as other alternative means of getting money. And as such, they are no longer you know. Reaching out to politicians again, but uh, it's something that you know can also affect you know the electoral process. Though it has shifted a little bit from the youth, it is still uh, present, and some youths uh, as well are still participating in it, and it's something that also needs to be addressed. Now, what can youth really do to promote issue-based campaign? You are a youth. You yes, are I here. Am. Yes. talking as a guest here yeah. letting people know what you have seen and um what the challenges really are so how would you advise another youth somewhere listening now to um promote issue-based campaign or voting um i actually must commend uh youth groups in Ekiti state for um their engagement in the electoral process so far as we are speaking currently um there are youth groups who have come together to you know present a unified front to all the party candidates to speak as one voice to make a, a common demand that you know that will benefit every single youth in Ekiti state and that is one thing that you know i want every youth and other youth groups who are not yet on board to also come on board youth needs to you know call on these candidates to present a unified front ask them engage them what is your manifesto for youth what you know do you have as an agenda for youth and as well there are um, youth uh, agendas that are on board the recent one that was supported by the current administration of uh, dr john carrie the fire me was also has also been implemented but these same youth groups are going to review this document you know uh, make input to reflect current realities mm -hmm. and you know it will be presented to all these candidates that is one way that you know they can uh, be able to do that and as well they should fact check information before putting it out you know, we live in a society where information is at your fingertips, but is the information you're getting accurate? Accurate. You know, is mm, it from a reliable source? One. Is it provocative? Can it be considered hate speech? You know, can it incite violence? Mm -hmm. You know, you know, and on social media, you find all sorts of all things sorts. Flying, flying by. So young persons who are mostly on social media, they need to take it upon themselves to fact check information before spreading it. Mm -hmm. This will go a long way in protecting not just the, everyone's physical self, but also their emotional self because you're not hurting your person because of party affiliation. As well, they, they should also learn to, to deal with trolls. Because uh, while trying to market yourself, you are demarketing your opponent. And as such, you know, somebody can, you know, pick offense and the next thing he and or she fires back uh, yes and sometimes they express that true violence but if you learn how to manage you know trolls uh during the electoral process you'll be able to you know also like strategically present your your demands uh, and your position without uh you know um actually hurting the next person and lastly right. they need to you know promote and like they said support non-partisan civic education programs so that okay. you know the election will be very credible all right Thank yes you. we have to go on a quick break we have a radio drama to listen to when we come back i'll be visiting the women again because we have to know something and after that we'll begin to take calls and comments uh, about this and some questions may also come so i'm sure we're ready to take the questions when they come because i'm sure you they want to know some uh, listeners will want to know something something may be bothering them and they want to find answers to those questions so i'm sure we'll be taking some of them very shortly let's take this radio drama uh, when we come back the program continues stay with us
Yata ju. Eh, ya beju. Eku oja o. Ba o loja. Everything get us to be o. But we thank God o. How much become God e wa o lo yin? My sister. E wa go cause now o. As this election they come. Now better chance to vote for better leader. We go make life better. Hmm. Tonda sabi u go win jare. No talk so Election observers. Like Yaga Africa. They to watch vote for us. Yo. Which one be Yaga Africa again? Now the biggest group where they observe elections. Then they use one method where them they call parallel vote tabulation. These people na confirm them be. Hmm. In fact, na people of Ekiti, them go used to observe the election. And tell us if the results where I neck announced na true or not. This Yaga Africa, they go there everywhere be. No. Them go send 500 people to 250 holy units for all local government for a kitty. But our holy units passed that one now. Chebi, you see these beans where you they sell. We no need to throw it off or ground before we know if the beans clean. Ah, no. If you check like one cup and store no day there, it means say the entire bag of beans clean. Ah, Otiemi. Exactly. If you carry observers, go some holy units across the whole state, it go give you idea of waiting they happen for the whole Ekiti state. Ah, now so I understand now. It makes sense. So help me to tell your people, especially Kamaru. Aba Kamaru, check on your inni. If you want to go for blood test, we then remove all your blood. Ah, you won't kill me. No now. Nah. Abi, if you want test whether sugar reach for your tea, shall you go finish the old tea? Kilo day. No now. Nah. So this parallel vote tabulation. Now our Yaga Africa go take tell us if the result where I can announce not the same as waiting we cast for poly unit exactly ah thank god though i got my pvc and i go vote me too Kamaru, you call ah me i did plan to go vote before you think say i don't like better governors i go date their life with my pvc la rock kutu kutu collect your pvc make you ready to vote watching the votes making votes count this message is brought to you by yaga africa Welcome back on Watching the Vote Hour today, the third episode of the program supported by Yaga Africa. We have been discussing with our guests political inclusion of women, youth, and people living with disability in the electoral process ahead of a June 18 election. And I have been talking with Mr. Wolabi Kayode, who is chairman, Joint Association of People with Disability, Akiti State. I have um, Abimbola Lejijari, who is represented by Kaka Alex, Senior Program Manager, New Generation Girls and Women Development Initiative, NIGOD. And I also have Tomininu Elizabeth Adedeji, who is representing Stop Violence Against Women in Politics Campaign. So I said I was going to stop by the women again. Now, how do you think the women can um, help themselves during this um, this season, this election season? What do you think women can do to promote issue-based campaign or voting? Yeah, um, I think um, women should start um, thinking of what do they really want? Do they really want good governance? Or do they want 
um, something, uh, something else like giving out their um, PVC for some amount. You know that also happens. So we should uh, women should think about what what they want. Do they even want to participate? Aside, even beyond um, voting, electoral process, do, want, do they want to participate in um, politics? Do they really want their voice to count or do, their voice to be heard? Do they want to add their voice, their voices to the issue of develop, uh, to developmental issues generally in the country? And this is how they can do it. They should first come out. To vote, yes, we know we have issues like the fear of violence. Ah, if I come out during an election, uh, there could be violence, there could be fighting. I think that's some, something that also causes the um, the issue of voter apathy among women. Ah, I don't, I want to keep my head, I want to be safe, I don't want problem for myself. They want to be safe, and so, but um, I, I know that the security agency are also working to make sure that to guarantee our safety during election. So I, and I, I believe in their capacity to to give us a good environment safe space safe for for um voters and then um so we are encouraging that women should come out and erase the fear of um, um of violence and then we also want to plead with our um, candidates our political candidates all, all over they should encourage they should talk to their um, supporters not to make it a violent process we don't we don't need to fight for us to be able to bring out if you if you if really they want to come and serve it shouldn't be a do or die affair if i want to give you something i want to give you my 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 intellect i want to use my capacity everything that i have to serve you i should not be begging you you should know I should not be forcing you, rather. I should not be using force to say I must serve you. Mm. So if really the intention is to serve, then it should not be a do or die affair. If I'm rejecting your offer, it's an offer. You're offering me to serve me and I'm rejecting offer, then it's, it's my own concern. So they should please allow the process to be um, free and fair. They should, it should be free of violence and it should be free of voters I believe the process that INEC have put in place is something that is transparent enough to make the vote of our people count, especially women. So women also want to know that really their vote will count. And that because, you know, if I say if I'm rejecting money from somebody mm. and at the end, even if, uh, my vote does not really make sense. It does not really count. Either you vote or not. Some people are somewhere doing the mm. um, uh, rigging the process and all of that then i would say why should i vote in the first place but with the, with what INEC has put in place i think it is better it's going to make it make the process transparent and so we will encourage women to come out to come and do their vote and make their voice the, their vote counts. Their vote will really count if they come out. All right. Let's begin to take some questions as much as we can so that we can give answers to the questions if there are. 0811-198-1069. 0811-198-1069. That's the number to be a part of. the. And uh, our audience can also tell us if there are other areas of improvement that you think would ensure more inclusive electoral process. That's one thing we'd like you to also share with us on this program. Hello? Good morning. Hello, good morning. Good morning. Yes, All right, very quickly. Yes, I wanted to appreciate our question in the studio there. 
ya kugele very good job then i wanted to appreciate their association mm. then my 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 contribution this morning goes like this i just want them to do this let them try as much as possible not to obstruct the election alone but let them be there to be able to take care of that election in the sense that if they see anybody do anything that is contrary to that to, to that election let them call the police attention and let those people be arrested immediately mm. you see there is nothing different when you observe the election you have another resort and the annex have another decision they did as they do we have never seen in many cases that your your report has ever seen anything so it's better those things should never be practiced than for us to allow to be practiced and we cannot change it then secondly i wanted to advise uh the INEC, the the, the 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 security agency if you are going to have a free fear election in ht and 2023 these things like in their hand they should just do the needful the right the right thing they should not allow any politician to manipulate them or push them around they do not have the fear of God and do the right thing. All Thank right. you very much and God bless you. Thank you very much, Pastor Josh. I'm sure the relevant agencies have listened to that and I'm sure they're putting their pens to paper to have uh, these details documented and they can work on them. Hello. Good morning, Nancy Bukola. Good morning. I appreciate you and I appreciate the girls you brought us to. I'm All right. This sensitization that is going on not to be not to not to collect money. Definitely is a good sensitization. But this sensitization is only there in the air now. We will get to the practical please. How will it be done? You see, the only problem we have is the security agents. If the security agents would see me giving out money to someone and I am arrested. And I'm put in prison for so that one year, and I pay five five hundred thousand naira. I feel it is going to be better. Mm -hmm. Our security agent will just head off to another direction when someone is giving out money. So the security agents are the problem. Mm -hmm. I want to be sure in this twenty twenty two general and in this twenty twenty two ticket election, they are going to stand in and to end any fever and any seeker. Mm -hmm. So the takers go out the money. The takers mm, go and go out in step or step with 500,000, we definitely need to, we, we, we definitely know that really there is a law in Nigeria. Also, the political parties must take time. I want to see the world one political parties placing their own campaign poster on another party. And that is the ruling party placing their poster on another party. It is not good at all. Thank you, Thank you so much. much. Thank you very much, Mr. Adesa. Okay, now now we're getting some other areas we should focus on. Uh, that's uh, Yaga, who's supporting this program, uh, the police, INEC, and all stakeholders concerned with this election. Hello. Bless you, ma'am. You please. This is Mike. I'm calling from the All right, your comment or question, very quickly. I have comments, but I have uh, I want you to correct something, ma'am. When you are starting this program, you make a laughter uh, starting. That is funny. That is, we have no apology. That <laughs> women first. Oh, women first. Okay. Yes, women first. Please. 
Put your apology from God and from the man. Oh, okay. Created <laughs> men first. Right. All right. <laughs> That's interesting. Okay. So God said man, mm. the woman. Okay. God the man. It is what we do. I right. thank our God this morning. God bless you. God more abundantly. Amen. Thank you. Please, you are done, Africa. Do your job. Do your job this time around. By time for everything. <laughs> By anything we do today, we do and Hello. Okay, still there. All right. Hello. Yes, thank you very All much. Right. Thank so, you very much. Whatever we do today, we will record it tomorrow at the at our new stream. So God bless you. Do your work. Thank you. All right. So, do I give that apology now? <laughs> okay, interesting. All right, let's see if we'll take uh, one more or two before we say our bye-byes on the program. 0811-198-1069. 0811-198-1069. Let's know what you think. What are the other areas that you have thought about? You have listened to the challenges as given to us, as discussed by our guests on this program today what else do you think that um, yaga and some other stakeholders can work on to ensure more inclusive electoral process in this election june election ikiti here oh it one 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 nine eight one oh six nine in the absence of that let's take a quick break when we return we'll take more comments or questions Beto idibo simu gomi na ikmile ikiti tishe nko kumbobon. Ajo tisha mwujuto ibo. Yaga Africa tishe to. Leti riwope. Ojulo wa wawu itwani. O wawaralu. Lojo ibo gangan. Yaga Africa yusha bekale tabili. Tiyo masho unka idibo. Parallel vote tabulation. PVT. Ele yini ilana tobo deo nimo. Tiyo sefa wawu woye ibo. Lati jabo ni kwa eto idibo. No. La ifi ba kumbokonu. PVT yini yoso fun ikiti kete. Buye si idibo nuwa ni ibamu. Wela wawu ibo tu wawu tidi. Nia mwujuko idibo. Yaga Africa tishe to. Ati kwa wawu oye okan leni oji leni aidegbeta si gbogbo ibudo idibo atawon ojuko ti won yo ti se akojopo awon ibo bi gbogbo awon ijoba ibire ti wa ni ipinle ikiti sori na bi se o ba pe ni enikan yi pese gbogbo eni to wa ilo siwaju ipinle ikiti egbaraje lati dibo dibo ko se be ti di afi eyin tegun fi so fun alaye ni kikun ele ti atejisesi yaga africa lori 0903800744 bakun na ele darapo mo wa lori awon itakun abanijo re wa at yaga yaga wi boye lati ri pe idibo kese Jari Hello. 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 Hello, good morning. Hello, good morning. Yes, good morning. What's your name, please? I call from Awo. All right, Mr. Kola, go ahead with a comment or question. Uh, I think we should to consider that everything is in the hand of the road and security agency. I think that uh, what you don't see, you cannot convert it. In a situation whereby uh, agents or agency, uh, agents or security people, they don't allow anybody to bring any money to that uh, polling booth. It will be a difficult exercise for anybody to collect money from the 
We are just deceiving ourselves. If we are saying that uh, we should not collect money, we, not, we are just deceiving ourselves. <laughs> the, the major thing to do is that they should not allow anybody to bring any money to the pooling pool. That is a... Oh, well, that's not from us, but we say thank you. I think message delivered there. All right. I'll say thank you at this point to my guest in the studio, Mr. Wolabi Kayode, who is chairman, Joint Association of People with Disability, Ikita State. It's been wonderful having you discuss this topic with us today. It's a pleasure. Thank you very much. And I'll also say thank you to Madam Tumininu Elizabeth Adedeji, representing Stop Violence Against Women in Politics campaign. Thank you very much for discussing with us in the last one hour. Thank you so much for having me. And I'll say thank you to uh, Abimbola Lalejari, who is represented here in our studios by Kaka Alex, Senior Program Manager, New Generation Girls and Women Development Initiative, NIGWOD. It's been pleasant having you here. Thank you very much. Um, and if I can just uh, quickly put in a word to the youth out there that um, the Vote No Fight campaign is for them. And they should support every single activity that is on this campaign, from the intergenerational dialogue to the peace conference, you know, to the senatorial district dialogue that are going to be having. It's for them to engage these electoral stakeholders, to engage their community stakeholders, to be en- to ensure that uh, the election process is credible. And as well, they should support the executive agenda campaign. Their mm. inputs are going to be collated. Whatever recommendations they have is going to come on board this uh, executive agenda campaign, and it will be presented to whoever emerges as the, uh, the next governor of Ekiti State, and if implemented, it's going to benefit the whole demographic of youth in the state. So their support, we are counting on. Thank All you. All right. So let's remember that Young Africa will be observing the Ekiti governorship elections by deploying the parallel vote tabulation PVT methodology, which uses statistics and information and communication technology, ICT, to provide systematic data on the quality of election day processes while also verifying the accuracy of the official result. WTV, that's watching the vote hour, will be live on this station every Wednesday at 10 a.m. as a platform for citizens' engagement on elections with interesting guests and conversations on the election. This show will be nothing without you, the great people of Ikita State. So, Yag Africa invites you to stay tuned as we work together to promote credible election in this state. WTV Hour is brought to you by Yaga Africa and her partners, NDI, USAID, and UKAID. You can reach Yaga on these platforms. www.watchingthevote.org Facebook, www.facebook.com forward slash Yaga. Twitter at Yaga. WhatsApp or SMS 0903-800-7744. 0903-800-7744. That's the program today. Join us next Wednesday for another episode of Watching the Vote Hour, supported by Yaga Africa. My name is Bukola Fortune Omoshola. Have a great Wednesday. Bye-bye. Ikiti Kiti, as we count down to the June 18th, 2022 governorship election, the biggest election show is about to hit your radio. Watching the Vote Hour. Watching the Vote Hour. Coming to you live on Fresh FM 106.9 at Doikiti. We'll be counting down with you.